to help to control omega-3 fatty acids that uh, damage your brain. And one way is eat butter with it. <laughs> any Anytime you oh, eat something really? that has uh, really? yeah, the butter. Or in the morning when I eat, uh, like if I have a walnut, I always have a good fat like an avocado. Uh, that's a nice fat. I have a, a whole avocado for breakfast, actually. So, so let's see. So if you... If you feel like omega-3s could be a little bit challenging if you get too many, yellow fat, you put fat with it, and it, it um, what does it do? It turns it into a nutritional oh, uh, source instead of a uh, storage. Otherwise, it stores with the fat in your fat, So it, and it goes on to give you lipofuscin and uh, what is it called cumulative lipofuscinosis you know and all those type of yellow fat disease terms but this way you burn it right away so that's what you want to do if someone gives you cod liver oil just take some fat with it and then it burns it uh, on demand it's one of the first things to be uh, burned now where did I learn about this I have read and reread and reread and reread Dr. Ravisi's textbook and there I found it he explained how that worked on some page, and somehow I'd read it before, but it just didn't. Well, isn't set. that great information? So, if people want to do salmon, just put a bunch of butter on it, right? There you go, lots of butter on it. You're, you're protected because then it'll pretty well burn off within a few days, and it won't be stored. Isn't with the butter because it, they combine <clears throat> in some way and now not being a chemist i can't explain ravisi's explanation of it but he said they combine in such a way that they uh that you have basically a steroid with a fatty acid and the two work together and when you put them together you tend to neutralize the other that's why in his cancer therapy he either uses a fat by itself or a fatty acid by itself, not both of them together, otherwise they neutralize each other. So if I'd really thought about it, I would have figured that out myself, <laughs> that when you combine something, it's neutral. It's neutral. But uh, I had to read it finally, uh, I think about a month ago I read that. Well then, but then would that, would that uh, posit an argument that these omega-3s then could be beneficial for us, or...? Well, they can be beneficial as a medicine. And when I talk about omega-3 as being a food, uh, Ravisi was the one who first was talking about the benefits of fish oil before anyone else. He was the one that they quoted, but they didn't quote the downside that fish oil can spread cancer. They didn't tell you that part, Uh, but you need to know where you're at. Now, as a general rule, you don't want to be eating it because you get uh, get fish oil. But, I mean, you get uh, aging out of it. it, uh, and if you have cancer, it will spread cancer, but it actually will stop cancer from growing in some instances. If a person has, uh, but if a person has prostate cancer, it will actually spread the prostate cancer. If they keep to the acidic side and the sterol side and the steroid side, then the cancer won't spread. It grows and you can, you know, you'll be 105 and still have prostate cancer and no problem. Yeah. It's only when it goes to all the other organs by alkalinity that you have a problem. So let's look at that because I'm, um, I, I did a session with somebody and he's dealing with prostate cancer. And so what are, what are, the, what are the foods and ideas to work with if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer? 
He wants to eat meat because you, okay. want, you want it to grow, but you don't want it to spread. If it grows, it's no big deal. You just have cancer there and it grows. So what? It's when it spreads, then it, it's like an invasion of all the other countries called liver, uh, heart, uh, brain, whatever. You get cancer everywhere. But as long as it stays in one place, big deal. I think uh, when a man reaches 100, I think 99% of everybody has prostate cancer. So big deal. It's only when it kills you that it's a problem. Otherwise, it's just a, a, a passenger. <laughs> so what uh, what causes it to spread? It'd be more alkaline foods, not the meat? Alkaline foods, when you when you become over-alkaline. Now, shock can do that. Say, say I'm in an automobile accident. I go into shock. What is shock? Over-alkalinity. Surgery, the same thing. Radiation, the same thing. Hmm. So you can get into alkalinity very easily by, uh, through shock. In fact, it's much harder to be acidic because that is actually anabolic. Yeah, t- if I drink uh, two quarts of water, I will be alkaline, and I'll be alkaline for three days before I can rebuild up to my acidic anabolic state. So al- alkalinity is really easy, but people who drink a lot of water and they have prostate cancer, not a good idea. Oh, because it makes it more alkaline. <laughs> you bet. It didn't, now, water by itself won't do that. I can drink a glass of water, and then I wait a couple hours. I drink another glass of water. I'm not going to have that. But when I force down like a quart of water, it usually takes about a quart of water for most people, depending on your weight. Uh, and then you're suddenly alkaline. And that alkalinity is a signal. Let's spread things. Now, sometimes it's good to spread things if you have eaten something that kills what you spread. It takes it out of its little (laughs) hole that it's hiding in. But you better know what you're doing when you do that. And most people don't. They just think they're going to alkalize and cure themselves, which is nonsense. So it's better better for me in the morning not to drink a whole quart of my hydrogen water, maybe just drink a glass or so, then wait a couple hours and drink more. That's what I do. I have okay. a, well, of course, I drink coffee and I yeah. drink uh, juices and things like that and soups. But uh, but yeah, you just don't take a whole bunch at the same time, and then it, you're not going to change your acid alkalinity by just drinking a glass of water. I see. No way. So then, prostate challenge people, guys, they would stay away from vegetables too because they're more alkaline. Uh, they would be more careful. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's good to eat vegetables, but they want to stay toward the protein side. And okay. so, of course, the nuts have more protein. Now, sometimes they're alkalizing, so you have to be careful. But meat is actually a good choice for someone with prostate cancer. Oh, yeah. Excellent. There are other ways to acidify yourself. One is carbon dioxide. Retake breathing, uh, just simply paper bag breathing, slow breathing, meditation. That's that's a, a great thing for prostate cancer. Keeps you acidic. Boy, I tell you what, I I I hope to someday really understand the breathing thing and spirituality and out of body and how that all works. Because I'm seeing some things, but I don't quite understand it. You know what I'm saying, Adam? I don't quite understand how it works but what i have noticed this is cool and ties into buteco same out of my body which i do and i'm conscious of it and i'm i see or feel some energy like a an energy pod just call it that like you know like what's the character um 
who that little character he had his little energy pods um rug rat what was his name whatever you know who i mean mm. Pigpen. 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 oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so you this little energy pod and it's kind of feels negative you know kind of feels like you don't want to go there but you kind of do because just what we talked about before we want to go into something so we can see what it is otherwise we're just kind of saying well I don't know if I want to go there and so I'll just let you hang out there I don't like to do that you know what I mean I want to go into it what's going on right what's going on so I've noticed on the inner and I guess I'm still tuned in with my body because the way I go into it now is to not breathe, right? To not do this. Automatically acidifying and making you anabolic. It's called the birthless state. And so what I do is not breathe, not breathe. And I might just do a little bit of uh, breathing out to move into it like, Barely. Breathing out is where the cities come from. That's where the powers come to see through walls and, really? and astral projection so when you, and all of that. You yeah, breathe out, and it's funny because you're not breathing. But you're not thinking about you're not breathing because you're breathing out. And then every now and then you just do a little bit of a sip of air, a buteco like. And you can go for another two minutes of just breathing. I mean, how's that even possible? You know? I know. And I, that's the way I get into these areas I want to get into and see what's going on. Is the, It's like a Buteco light or something. I don't know what it is, but I just kind of, my teacher is showing me how to do it because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I just say, okay, how do I deal with this? It's like that yogi. The British didn't believe that this guy could be buried for 40 days yeah. and survive. And he did. He did. And the, the British were fascinated by it, so they studied it at length. But they've hidden the information. It's very hard. You can find it. I found it on the internet. But they don't make it easy. Yeah. It's just... And even, even the colonel, I found out, that learned the technique, uh, one time... He did it and didn't come back. <laughs> so you got to be really careful when you do those kind of, you know, day-long things, two days, week, uh, and 40 days, as that one gentleman did. Yeah. Well, you know, that's another really good argument for having a spiritual teacher that works with you on these planes because he or it or whatever you want to call it, it's just a state of consciousness. It's not a person, but it's more than a person and knows everything about you. Is no, It's been with you since the beginning of time and knows everything, every lifetime, everything you've ever done, and, every, you know, and it's completely non-judgmental. You can screw up, you can do this, you can do that, and it doesn't care. It's just kind of saying, okay, well, try this. Oh, look at this. It's amazing. Burgess said the same thing. He, when you're in prison, you need to meet somebody who is out of prison to tell you you're in prison because you don't know you're in prison. You don't it's know like you're in prison. It's like the Socrates thing of uh, the Plato, you know, you, right. you're in a cave and you begin to think the shadows are real and the light is false. But it's like the Matrix. Neo had to be taken out of the Matrix and convinced that he was in the Matrix because he thought he was in reality and it wasn't the actual reality. It was the movie he was in. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get out of it and look and something and go back in before you figure out where you are. And so so many people get so brain damaged that, like they said, this is, uh, this is unusual to take someone out in their late 20s because by now you're so brain uh, damaged right. uh, that 
you can't be saved. That's why children, you know, they ask questions and then they get told, no, you can't do that. Oh, what about this? No, you can't do that. So pretty soon they're stuck in the can't state and uh, they begin to believe it. And it's really hard to deprogram a person when they get that uh, regimented and dogmatic in their own thinking. I agree, Adam Bergstrom. And uh, as I know that I've got to keep saying yes, no. I don't say no. I just keep saying yes. Yeah, okay, I can do that. I can go there. Show, you know, it sounds weird, but I'll go. That's okay. I don't know how this is going to feel. And then teachers right there say, yeah, just, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. Just do it. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, because many people, they do affirmations. That I wrote this affirmation 100 times for a month and it didn't work. But then they forget. They wrote it 100 times a day. Meanwhile, all day, when they were writing, I'm a winner, they were saying all day, I'm a loser, I'm a loser, I'm a loser, right. I'm a loser every breath they were taking. And then what did they expect? It's like a million said unconsciously versus a uh, hundred said consciously. Not going to work. Yeah. So you have to keep that affirmation going into your life where you see that positivity going. Yes, sir. Or at least neutrality. That will, that will, will, will work wonders by yeah. itself. In my mantra... On, on the inner planes at night when my body is sleeping, whatever it's doing, I don't know what it's doing, um, is stay awake. My, my, te- good, my, teacher, really good- my teacher gave me that mantra, just stay awake. So I'm in there and it's often, uh, it's often a, a, um, a tendency to wanna just kinda go to sleep because it's getting a little weird in there. You know what I mean? It's like, but if you stay awake, and you have the courage to just stay awake. What is this? Oh, okay, what is this? You, you, you learn something, right? And you go through it. So I just say to myself, stay awake, Patrick. You're okay. Stay awake. It's great. I like that one Do you? a lot. Yeah. And it's the same way, Adam, when we're awake at, at you know, 10 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock. You stay awake at your computer and you're, you're good, right? As long as you don't go to some state of consciousness that's going, what am I doing here? I, God love me. What, you know, just stay awake. You're, you're fine. Stay awake. It's, it's the daydreaming. Now, daydreaming is great if we can control it. But if you, many times what? those daydreams come and we re, redo something like a, I got beat up as a kid right. when I was in junior high. So it comes back once in a right. while and I get all traumatized over it. It's not my thought anymore. It's become its thought on me when I can just change the channel. Change the channel. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, I understand that. And for like when I'm writing a screenplay, I can consciously get into the scene where two people are talking and I want to know how they're feeling. And you're just kind of soul traveling into that that scene, you know, into into the movie so people can feel it. But you're conscious of it. But you, you do get lost in it, and it's fine. But you come right back out. It's not like you're just going to die. So. <laughs> and sometimes you can uh, change it by uh, memory is very uh, like a phantom. So many times when that thought comes back of those two kids confronting me, you know, one with a, a, a board with a nail in it and the other, and they want to get me down to wash to beat me up or kill me or whatever. So in my new version, I know karate. And so I knock them out and walk on my way. So you do that. Yeah, you just do it. 
and that's that's a change of your uh, of your victimness. Yeah. Because yeah. most people are victims. Oh, the government is more powerful than me. Oh, uh, aging is more powerful than me. Whatever. It's always something else is more powerful until we uh, take responsibility for it and lose our victimhood. Yeah. Well, well said. And that's one of the things that Paul Twitchell said over the years in his writings was that we need to take responsibility for everything that we've created. Everything. And that means all the boogie guys, the, uh, you know, whatever. What do they call that? The uh, people have these, um, what are they? The boogeymen, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, well, isn't there a thing where people have these these ideas um, that are in their... um, in your consciousness that you don't want to go to. What do they call that? And that, um, you know, hmm. I don't it's know. Not, it, I mean, but is there some place? Uh, I know what you're talking about. You know about, what I'm talking though. about, that um, deep, dark places that people don't want to go, uh, but but they think it's there. What the is, shadow self. The shadow self, or um, there's a word That's for it. That's There's a hmm. word for it. But anyway, um, I think we have to take responsibility for those things and get into it. Otherwise, they're always going to be there saying, na, 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 don't go there. You don't go there. At the very least, we co-create the environment. As Adonis Lay said, you have a time to die, but if you don't want to go, you won't go. If you really don't want to go, then you won't go. I agree. I believe that. I mean, you could have flying car karma that you don't know about and get hit by one and and that's another thing, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you really don't want to go and you're conscious, I think you can stay around as long as you want. That's just me, my opinion. I always was fascinated when I read in Ripley's Believe It or Not right. about this guy there in the Second World War. They took a machine gun, the enemy, and shot his, uh, I think his sleeping bag had 117 bullet holes in it, and he crawled out without a scratch. <laughs> crawled out. Crawled out, not a scratch, and 117 bullet holes in the sleeping bag. So that always impressed me. Those kind of things, the more examples you get of that, you can duplicate it in your life. Many times I've I've seen people do something and said, God, I wish I could do that. And then I'm doing it several years later, and I realize, wow, I'm duplicating that because I wish I could do it. Here's an email. Yeah, I cool. Ellen, let's see. Patrick and Adam. I've been trying to understand what you have been saying about how Western medicine has basically gotten it backwards with carbon dioxide and oxygen. Um, But to cut to the chase, what would you suggest doing if a person with COPD has been put on just plain oxygen at home by their doctor? Okay, good question. I would say don't do it, but get carbogen. And carbogen gets, if you get the oxygen with 2 to 3% of uh, carbon dioxide in it, it's called carbogen. There's different versions. There's 7% probably too much, 5% probably too much. 2 to 3% is ideal and breathe it. Mines used to do that. When miners went underground, they knew that the oxygen could kill them. So they added hmm. 2%, I believe, or 2.5%, 3%, something like Carbon that. Carbon dioxide. And that, yeah, and that percentage. Now, 
I you can go back in popular science. I think it's 1932. Miracle. They found they could heal people by simply giving them carbogen. They actually mentioned it in this popular science in 1932. And they could heal people of all kinds of lung diseases that they would die from before, pneumonia, etc., etc. Well, they repressed that information. Carbogen, even in 1932, they didn't know that that was used for 100 or 200 years before in Germany and places like that. They knew about it. So they were reinventing the wheel even then. Then it got buried again, and now they give you pure oxygen scientific american in three issues recently you can read how much brain damage oxygen causes and how much lung damage it causes because why is there no brain meridian in acupuncture because it's your lung meridian that operates your brain that's why there's no brain meridian (laughs) I, i read where in japan they're putting people on hydrogen in the in the in the ambulance and not oxygen hydrogen Good idea, because pure oxygen kills people. You know, it, actually, it can save your life for certain things. It can get rid of uh, gangrene and things like that. But at what cost? When all you have to do is add 2% uh, carbon dioxide. Our atmosphere, we're not breathing pure oxygen, anything but. It's about 20% oxygen only because of the nitrogen and the trace elements, uh, uh, helium, the uh, gases, and carbon dioxide, which saves us. They want to make Carbon dioxide, the enemy, it causes global warming. Oh, that's well, right. It's the other that's, way why, yeah, that's why they're making it the devil, right? Because it's it's the yeah. real thing. Yeah. And how come now uh, we've got uh, the carbon dioxide? Actually, Al Gore had it backwards. Heat causes uh, ec- excess carbon dioxide, not the other way around. That's exactly so right. Carbon dioxide doesn't cause it. That's why if you take a carbonated soda, the gas comes out in your mouth because it's warm in your mouth. You take it from cold to warm. Same thing. Common sense that they they don't see. Carbon dioxide has nothing, almost nothing to do with global warming except an indicator. And it's not even a good indicator because there's other chemistry involved. (laughs) Yeah, what Adam is talking about, if you go back and watch that Inconvenient Truth, right? That that video, what was it? Was that 96 or I don't know. Somewhere back then. And or they Madonna make the, cried. And he she shows this He shows it, yeah. He shows this big graph where um carbon dioxide is increased on the earth and then the temperature went up, right? And that's his whole argument. And as Adam just said, it's the opposite. The earth warms for whatever reason because it gets warm and cold, and then increases more carbon dioxide. It's the opposite. They just flipped it. They just flipped it and made it up. Wow. I had to laugh to keep from crying because there was a a science uh, person who wrote for the local newspaper here up on the Mesa, and he, he had heard all this, that his kid was coming back from school telling him all about it, so he investigated it. And he found out that it was ridiculous, that there's no way it could do that. And that was the last column in the paper. <laughs> oh, he, he says no way they could do that, right? Yep. He did, he, 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 and he did it. He did it brilliantly. It was one of the best. Uh, if I can find that article, I'm going to post it someplace because he was really hot on that. And boy, you talk about the matrix when virtually every media outlet in the world, virtually, right, is selling global warming 
It's done that way too. It, Rosa Curry explains wow. it's called the, the Delphi effect. The Delphi? They, they, yeah, basically they call you into your community and say they want your input, but they don't want your input. They want to tell you what they're doing because they already have the plan since 1990. It's all a trick to get you to feel that you're part of the process when the part you're not part of the process, anything but. It's called the Delphi Effect, and it was invented by the RAND Corporation in Santa Monica. The RAND Corporation. Oh, I remember that. RAND Corporation. Yeah, they're, they're one of the most uh, the worst uh, think tanks on the planet. Still are. Hmm. Um, how come how come eggs are oh nighttime food that doesn't make sense to me Adam Bergstrom we have eggs in the morning what's up <laughs> that's great <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question yeah. what, okay there's three zones in the human body the lungs up is zone one that's your tree zone mm -hmm. the mid zone is your gut that's uh, your midday foods nighttime are your anus and uh, your genitals and areas like that. What area of a chicken does the egg come out? Its mouth? No. Or maybe its belly button? No. Or does it come out its a-hole? Oh, so that's why it's a nighttime food, because it comes out and the lower that, chakra. Exactly. And not only that, but uh, is it, are we made of an egg and a fish, so fish and egg are nighttime because circulation sex meridian, seven to nine at night, not seven to nine in the morning, not one to three in the afternoon, not lung time in the middle of the late night, circulation sex time. It is named correctly. Hmm. Do you ever do the eggs raw? I really like my eggs raw. Do you ever do that? Only as a kid. My mother gave me an eggnog every day in the morning, unfortunately. She dropped an egg in there? <laughs> she, she dropped an egg in there. <laughs> you bet. And milk. Milk and, and egg. I had it every morning for a long time. No. So you can survive it. You know, again, uh, what omega-3 oils do is age you. But they don't age you instantaneously. Nobody's going to die from it. Even like uh, I recently on Facebook put that uh, that uh, melatonin actually does more damage to your pineal gland than does uh, fluoride. Really? And of course, people got really upset about that. They said, what about they, they gave all this melatonin, an unlimited amount to mice, and they survived. Well, think about it this way. Uh, in my life, I've had some alcoholic binges where I was unconscious and didn't wake up for about a day and a half. It'll happen. Now, that's damaging, but here I am still alive at 82 when I had those back in my 20s when I was doing foolish things like that. Right. So one is not going to kill you. But what if I did a binge like that every day? You think I'd still be here talking to you? No. Same thing. So you have to think about a slow poison and an accumulation and that your body just can't take it over and over. Otherwise, our bodies are tough. I, I, I had some, one time I drank so much alcohol, I mean, I was totally unconscious and, uh, and going crazy. I mean, I destroyed my uh, mother-in-law's house, destroyed it. And uh, they, they knocked me out. And the uncle broke his hand in three places on my fist. He would never forgive me and never talk to him again. And uh, I woke up in the morning and said, oh, it's getting late. The sun's going down. My wife says, it's morning. I said, well, I must have just passed out. She said, I wish the heck you had. <laughs> Here's an email for you, Adam. 
um, from Lori. The longest living humans are mostly vegetarian, like the Okinawans. They also practice Ikigo, which gives them a purpose in life. A high-carb, low-fat diet is beneficial um, to the body. The reason most people have blood sugar issues is because they eat a high-fat diet. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people think that the Okinawans, uh, and they're not that long lived. Like that. Yeah, that whole way, book was made up, wasn't it? The China study thing. But well, they in Okinawa they ate potatoes mostly, and they ate pork. They didn't eat fish at all. Uh, but they ate a lot of pork, and they ate a lot of uh, potatoes, and uh, it was about one percent fish. So here's people living on an island, and they didn't even eat fish. But people want to think, well, they're on, Oklahoma, uh, uh, on an island. They must have eaten fish. Well, they didn't. They didn't like fish. And they knew, like the Eskimos know, that fish is not that good for you on a sustained level. As a survival food, wonderful, done once in a while. But the Eskimos know if you eat fish every day, you die. It's as simple as that. Ask an Eskimo. So, uh, so we could eat too much fish? Easy? Eat too much? Fish? Oh yeah, you can eat too much of anything. <laughs> yeah, you can sure. eat too many almonds. Now, now the great Gama did okay on almonds. He ate twenty pounds a day. Who did? I can only eat fifteen almonds a day. Which what? How many ounces is that or milligrams is that? He ate twenty pounds a day. More power to him. He lived to eighty-one or eighty-two, something like that. But he ate a lot of meat and other things, too. He didn't just eat almonds. That was just 20 pounds of almonds was just part of his daily meal. Adam, you know, the most uh, interesting thing for me doing whatever I'm eating, which is animal foods, um, I, I don't eat a lot anymore. I mean, I just don't eat a lot of food. I'm just amazed sometimes that you know, I eat a piece of meat about four ounces, you know, and a couple of raw eggs, and that's all I eat all day long, and I feel feel fine. Don't lose any weight. Uh, I don't know what's up with that. When our body is on time, that <clears throat> naturally happens. Uh, as O'Donnell said, when you get older, you eat less food. That can happen from disease, but it can also happen from health because we're designed to eat less food as we evolve. And as we go on, we'll even need less and less food. In a way, the World Economic Forest is right. We don't really need as much food as we eat. But uh, but a lot of it, it, the enjoyment is in the food because camaraderie. We get together in a restaurant to have our coffee together and to have our meals sure. together. Yeah. They don't want that. They don't want us to talk to each other in person. No. They want us to be in the metaverse. Ooh, look at that mountain up there. The metaverse. Can you believe that? Cra Hello, Adam. I was wondering what your thoughts are on wearing jewelry that is made from zinc that is 99.9% pure um, or made from copper that is food grade quality. Is it safe to have those metals in regular contact with the skin or should such contact be limited or even avoid it altogether? What are the health benefits to having those two particular metals, zinc or copper, uh, in jewelry? It depends on the individual person and the history of the zinc and the copper. Uh, on uh, One Radio Network, I wrote this interesting blog 
and it happened to me and it was quite a surprise to me back when I was doing applied kinesiology and had just a different form of mind hacking I barely did it at all uh, I, I was working on a client in a metaphysical bookstore I worked and I kept the place open till midnight to make more money sell more books so few people came in so I was working on my friend Wendy in the other room in walks a guy and he tells me that he is psychic that he is an engineer and he he dissed his wife for being in Tarot and everything and one time he saw that he could move things with his mind and uh, para, uh, parapsychology type of thing psychokinesis so anyway I thought he might be full of crap so I said I'm going to show you what I do, and you show me what you do. Mm -hmm. Well, I got my comeuppance because I said, you go first. And I was kind of snickering to myself, let's see what he does. So he walks up to Wendy, and he kicks her in her right foot, uh, left foot, and says, what's wrong with your left foot? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here uh, for because of that left foot's hurting. Then he walks around and said, how long have you been wearing that wedding ring? Well, it's funny. It belonged to my ex-husband, and uh, I just started wearing it last week. When did your foot start hurting? Last week. Okay, take that ring off. Your problem's gone. Nanny walked around, continued walking around her, and said, what's wrong with your uh, right shoulder? Well, uh, this happened here. That's the other thing I'm here to see him for. Uh, take off that necklace, and that'll be fine. Then he looked at me and said, your turn. <laughs> what can I do with that? And she took those off and had no more pain. So jewelry picks up our vibrations, the people who make it. That's more important than the purity of the zinc. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it has more to do with our mind and the vibrations that it leaves. And according to my Sufi teacher, if you're in a room, it will leave the vibrations there for three years. But I believe that's even longer. You can go back in like uh, Egypt and sit in the king's chamber and get the vibrations and the information from people who were in there thousands of years before. Yeah, because why would it go anywhere? It's, it's still there in the eternal now, right? It's just there. I think it, in, in my Supi teacher's case, he was talking about what most people can pick up. But I think uh, someone who is astute enough and practices enough psychokinesis, they can actually pick things up for a Millions of years, maybe. Yeah. This, what I wear, is a blue lace agate that a very sweet lady, one of my best friends, made for me, who loves me a lot, you know? And uh, she's about 95, I think, now, and still hanging around. And uh, she's an echist, and so I just feel good wearing this, you know? I don't know. I just feel good. Good vibe. See, that feel good is the important thing. What does it make you feel like? And people hmm. are, they want to have someone else tell them how they feel. Right. But how do you feel? And and even when I'm on Facebook and I tell people iodine's bad or something, if it really makes you feel good and you're healthy and you get rid of your problem, ignore me entirely. <laughs> your mind is more powerful. <laughs> just ignore me. Just forget I even said that. Yeah, that, that, that Adam just... Uh, let him uh, ignore his iodine. He, now, you play the odds, it's a problem, but if you get healed by it, for God's sake, I'm not going to tell you to stop taking it. As I think you said, and other people have said, that, that we can get sick from anything and we can heal from any, with anything, something like that, right? Anything. 
anything right. can cure Imagine anything. Imagine if I went to, to Mr. Esau and said, you got to stop eating those Cessna airplanes because yeah, they're bad for you. Don't do that. Well, yeah. they're healthy. I can't eat a banana, he says. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, I have He to, could digest it. He could actually digest Cessna airplanes, and he couldn't digest a banana. They proved it in medical studies. Now, the doctors, they can't believe what they see. In fact, that's the thing with science now. They believe what they say. They don't believe what they see anymore. They don't look at anything. They look at their tests and their formulas and say, that's got to be. That can't be. This has got to be, so I'm going to ignore the evidence. People are dying of COVID? No, can't be, because it says right here in my book that that is not possible. <laughs> Pfizer mean. wrote the book, some guy named Pfizer. <laughs> not possible. We're going to talk to uh, Dr. Thomas Levy tomorrow. He's a cardiologist and try to get a sense of what he believes, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of this mRNA, whatever they call this thing. Do you even understand what that is? mRNA? And, uh, you know, Do yes, you? It's, it's, here's the thing, it's a deception. RNA is supposed to deliver the information from DNA, but they want to tell you the doctrine of DNA, it works one way only, but it can work the other way too. That's why they use mRNA, because it changes your DNA, not your RNA, it changes your DNA. So the people who have had their vaccination have had DNA change. If they go to 23andMe and get tested, they now have a different DNA. But, but they won't uh, test that. The, 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 the tests are so crude for that, it won't show mm. up. But they have a different DNA. Anybody now? And the truth is, experience changes your DNA. If I look at a sure. beautiful sunset, right. I have a change in my DNA. Is is this the term epigenetics? What is referring to epigenetics when we change our DNA because of our state of consciousness? Epigenetics is one, but also transgenetics beyond it. Like, how does krypton and neon and argon and helium work since it doesn't interact with anything? But it can change you. It can kill you. It can cure you. It can do all kinds of things for you. It can sedate you. It, they use it for surgery, yet it doesn't affect the DNA at all. So we have transgenetics, we have uh, extra genetics, and we have genetics. Uh, so... Are the genes separate from the DNA? Uh, no, they're they're in. Well, Same they thing? are separate, but they're built through it. And actually, DNA is created by proteomics. You have genomics, then you have proteomics, and then you have glyconomics, and you have all these nomics all down the drain. What they've done with DNA is stop at one level. It would be like me doing iridology, seeing a heart thing, and then saying, all I have to do is tickle that area, and I'm going to change my, uh, my uh, body's health. It's not true. DNA does not change anything without the other things changing along the line. It's like a 20-story building, and mm. they just stop at this story and say, we're going to this story because we can patent it. We can't patent the proteins. We can't patent the sugars. We can't patent the ion, but we can patent the genes, and we can make a fortune. Who cares if people die? Yeah. doesn't matter. We can patent it and make a lot of money on Wall Street. So if we don't believe in the aging model, which I don't, obviously you don't, <laughs> um, does that, that belief system or state of consciousness is changing our DNA? 
It has to be strong because we're up against everybody else okay. telling us we're no, aging. I understand. But yes, yes. That's I, what's going 100%, on. 100%. That's, what, that's what's going on. Wow. That's what's going on. If we have the belief, it's the be lie, mm-hmm. but we want to be, not be a lie, uh, then we believe. <laughs> so it is really, it's, it's that simple. I mean, if we really believe that we have to age because we've been told that our whole life, right? Our lifetimes, right? Oh, people get to be 40, people get to be 60. See a guy in the movie, he's 70, and you get an idea of what they look like, right? Well, if you're 70, you gotta... I mean, that's that's why we age as advertised. The biggest what reason, you, right? What you said is 100% correct, but see, doctors can't make money on a sentence like that. No, they got to have text boards, unless it's hundreds of pages, but <laughs> what you said is all you need to know. It's all you need to know, all right? All you need to know. That's crazy. It's so crazy, it's true. I mean, I know it. I can see myself. I, I know how I feel. I know what I can do. I know how much I can run, exercise, everything, whatever. Um, and I know it's got no relation to this number that's after my name of 7-6. You know, it just doesn't have any relationship to it. Exactly. That's why some people, you know, they. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like there's no relationship to it. It's just a number there. Okay. Well, what does that mean? They knew that it was relative when children started dying of old age when they got to be 13. You know, progeria, those type of diseases. Really? So obviously, but how does that come? It comes from the 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 set point is set by our belief, and some kind of trauma happened to those kids where they. Uh, that age prematurely. Who knows what the operant affirmations were that set it off? But the trick is to beware of all these little affirmations that sneak in on you. I'm not good enough. Uh, it's too cold. It's you're right. you're out of money. You need this particular medicine, and not that one won't work. All of those uh, you have to weed out and be constantly awake. Your word was perfect. Right. Be and, awake. And you know what, Adam? The, the the way I think we weed them out is to, um, how can I say this, is to go within to such an extent that we have to see that they're there. And we do that so many ways, but one of the ways we do that is to stretch, yawn, and move into, right, a place in your neck that feels tight. And as you move in there, you can actually see that you'll have this state of consciousness that says, and I've seen it, it's so cool. Oh, you can't go there. Really? And I, I hear it in my, my, oh, no, no, you can't go there. No, no, you can't do that. And that's what these things are made out of, these places in our neck, they're made out of this engram that says you can't go there. So that's why we don't go there, right? Because you can't go there. That's why so many per- times a person is hypnotized and their neck is totally loose right. while they're hypnotized. And as soon as they're unhypnotized, it they're comes ba- back. They're back. Well, there. why can't we do that without hypnotized? Why can't we do it ourselves? Because we're told someone else has to do it. But we can do it. We can do it. I Whether will, you want to call it auto-hypnosis, whatever. meditation, whatever, we have that power. Yeah. And so I think we're going to get to the point where we could actually clear it all out without even stretching our neck, right? Because we could get that clear on the 
the emotional or spiritual disconnect that's going on that's causing you know the thing yeah but they they teach techniques in basketball where you sit down to meditate right? and you keep making the shot and it has it has proved that their shooting capacity increases yes. when they do that i have practiced my golf swing i haven't played golf for 10 years i love the game i played my whole life but i have practiced my golf swing sometimes uh just when i'm go in the middle of the night or something you know i want to do something i'll just practice my golf swing and you can do every move just like it's supposed to be but doing it naturally and i know i could go out and play golf tomorrow and do really well because just like you say with the basketball thing you it's just like it's just like getting out there and practicing. It's the same thing. It's just. <laughs> it just I find it interesting that I think basketball could be improved by people really getting to the visualization. Because think about this: right, right. you're at, at you're at a position and you throw the ball up in the air to a big hoop this big. Meanwhile, you have people like Annie Oakley and these sharpshooters that every time you threw a silver dollar way up in the air, they could shoot it without missing one yeah, for how, a thousand how's that even possible? silver dollars. How's that even possible? I know, it, that <laughs> always boggled my mind. Then why can't a basketball player hit a thousand baskets? Yeah. It doesn't make sense, does it? You know, all the good golf teachers, uh, instructors, they talk a lot about visual, visualization. A lot, boy. And they'll do. You know, you're, you're swinging, and what you want in your mind is seeing that ball where you want it. You feel it, you know. Uh, what else are you going to think about? You know, it's like, I don't know if I can do this or wait a minute, <laughs> I didn't practice enough last night or whatever. You know, that's why people don't play well. You know, that feeling is so funny. I remember I went bowling with a buddy of mine and right. he hadn't been bowling before and I really had only bowled a couple of times. So he kept getting gutter balls, nothing. So he got frustrated. <laughs> he turned around backwards and rolled it through his legs and hit a strike <laughs> yeah it's just uh oh we we are just learning this whole thing right uh, the soul mind body thing i mean we're just newbies at it compared to what what's possible is aren't we yeah, even, even uh, drugs, which now they're using to keep us stupid, but at one time when I was working for the phone company, I, uh, I uh, found that I was on pot. I was, I was high that day. And I picked up a little <laughs> piece of round glass from the, 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 the cement. And there's something called a Queen's Anne pole. Basically, it's a sideways pole, and then there's a flat, round pole that, it comes over the sidewalk about eight feet up. Mm -hmm. So I just got the idea. I threw that round thing up and it balanced on top of the round pole. Now, I could probably do that for a thousand years and never do it again. But because I was high, I realized I made that thing stick up there somehow. But why can't we do that when we're straight? Why do we need an excuse to yeah. be in high or that's why, even affirmation? That's why I don't mess people? with any of that stuff because I, I want to learn how to do it clean and clear because otherwise I think people are always second guessing themselves you know was it was it the drug was it the mushroom was it the LSD what really happened um, I think it's very dangerous these drugs I, I, I 
to me, spiritually, I think they're just like death. But just me, you know. A lot of people, they say, no, well, I did LSD and I really saw something, and maybe so. I think they can help psychically, but they do cause a reliance on not having those natural chemicals in your brain. There have been examples of people smoking uh, fake pot, placebo pot, and they get high. (laughs) There's even a fake ad now. Get stoned, placebo stoned. You'll get the highest stone of your life with this placebo stone. You know, for the most part, I think that looking back on my marijuana days, and I, I think... All they really do, I don't, I don't know if this is accurate, Adam, but it's almost like all it does is heighten all of your senses in your brain. You know, it just heightens them. And it's dangerous because if you think, kind of like if you think you can fly and really feel like you can fly, well, then you try to fly and you'll fall. You know, it's just not a good idea because even though it feels like you could fly because your senses are heightened, don't try that because you'll you'll fall and kill yourself. Does that make sense? That kind of idea. Yes. It doesn't take it to the limit because we can stop a car sure. like that. I guess we could. Yeah. Most people who take LSD, they run in front of the car and they're dead. <laughs> you think? It didn't quite work out the way they... Your idea is the best. Please, Ma, I'd rather do it myself. <laughs> yeah. That's Which is what spiritual teachers want us to do. Just like Adano taught you, Right. They want us to do it ourselves. If we're dependent on them, well, then what are we doing? You know, we're weakened. We have to do it ourselves, right? We have to. He gave us a mantra for that. G-U-R-U. G-U-R-U guru. G-U-R-U. Oh, I like that. So you are the guru, right? You are. You are the guru. Yep. Hmm. Pretty cool, man. So all is one on that side. The alone is actually all one. And so it gets kind of complicated about why we need a guru, but the guru really is ourselves. We wouldn't find the guru unless we had found ourselves first to find the guru, and then we do that to keep our big ego in place. I just ran out of my battery. I'm going to put it. No, I, I, I totally get that. I mean, I see that on the inner where I'm working with this energy, the spiritual master, which is divine spirit, and, you know, I'll, I'll ask myself and I'll say, am I separate from this? You know, am I separate? Wait a minute. And, <laughs> and you're not, but you are. You know what I mean? We're not separate from it, the guru, but we are. Because they, they have a, a more broader awareness of God than Patrick has, and that's why they're working with me so I can jump into their reality. Does that make sense? How would you say that? Just uh, you said it better than I could. <laughs> I wouldn't even try to say that. You said it perfectly. Write that down. <laughs> Sorry, I, I lost my. I had to put my battery back in. Did that sound right to you, or does that seem close? Per- perfectly, perfectly. You said it absolutely better than I could. <laughs> you know, G G U R U, and we we uh we model ourselves but we're strangely enough modeling ourselves after our real selves after our real selves because the other self is our fake self right yeah boy and then if you really dig into that you know that's fun if you really start talking about you know i don't want to be critical but just religions teaching you that you're separate from this energy right you're separate from god um 
there's money in that. Whoa. Well, I mean, guilt. You know, holy cow, you know. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. You know, religions have good things oh, about sure. them. But, yeah. but basically, they teach us to be separate from that God is there and you're here and never the twain shall meet. That's right. That's right. God's there. God's there and you're here. And it's really, it's just not true. It's just not true. I don't know how else to say it. It's certainly not true for me. I don't. Same here. Wow. So much fun yeah. talking to you. We talk all these crazy things, and people actually like it. Well, it's, it's good. <laughs> We're conspiracy theorists. <laughs> That's right. We're spiritual conspiracy theorists, right? Oh, man. <clears throat> Let's see if there's any more emails before we go. I could talk about this meditation, stuff. All. Meditation may be the ultimate conspiracy when you think about it. <laughs> that, that, that's the ultimate conspiracy. <clears throat> um, what's your shipping address? I'm sending you my latest copy of my urine therapy book. <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever done the pee thing? Have you ever seen any? Have any Once I, have uh, you? I had a girlfriend that did it regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, kissing her was okay. Yeah, I do it now and again. I don't know why, but you know, I don't. You know, every now and then I just take a hit. My pee. You know, when I do oil pulling and swallow my oil, people say, "Oh my God, you're swallowing the oil." Well, people drink their pee. <laughs> They're even taking poop pills. <laughs> They're doing what? Poop? There's poop? poop pills. Oh, good. Yeah, they're, they're eating their crap. Well, they even infuse it. Back in the day when I was a colonic therapist, we took the crap out. Now they pump it back in. Oh, of course. So if you can sell people they something. Yeah. That's right. Yin, yin and yang, I guess. <laughs> man, oh, man, oh, man. Or something for everyone, as a good friend of mine used to say. <laughs> something for everyone. Hmm. You know, I think the big one this lifetime, and maybe maybe just for me, has been uh, fear. Fear of anything. I've had that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have you been through that one, boy? You know, fear uh, of anything, I'm, especially on the inner planes. Where you, if you get afraid and you're out there soul traveling, it's game over. You just can't move because, you know, wow. My mother was really, really, really the calm one of the family. She yeah. always called me a Calamity Jane. <laughs> when I would say, what if? I said, stop being a Calamity Jane. What if? Yeah, and, uh, again, I, I thought worry was part of the process. I got well by worrying. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we all do, right? We go lifetimes just you know, worrying about whatever, whatever we could come up with. Well, it's kind of funny when you think about it because you get in a real perilous situation mm -hmm. and you worry about it and suddenly it's not there anymore. So you begin to think, well, maybe worrying's part of the process. <laughs> and of course it's not. You get eliminated, but you're afraid to let it go. <laughs> so there have been many times. Uh, one time I noticed that my rent would be due and I would always just have enough to pay the rent and nothing else. So I decided to, I'm going to get the rent together and put it aside and refuse to spend it no matter what. And guess what? I got exactly the amount for the rent again. But now I had one <laughs> month's rent over. And then I realized, so my worry about it, when I refused to use that money, gave me the exact amount. But then I had to ask, why don't you go beyond it? What is wrong with you just going to pay the rent and nothing else? You know what a, uh, another fun spiritual exercise is? Say, go into a cold shower. 
right? So all you feel is ice cold. That's it. And then just relax, get get passive, and watch some kind of a state of consciousness come in like, you know, do I got to make my house payment? Something weird like that, right? And you're right in that, you know, you're right in that energy of, oh my God, uh, I don't know if I have enough for my house payment. Something like that. And you're in it, and then you go back to the cold, right? And then that that state or that worry is not there. And you say to yourself, well, where is it? And as soon as you say, where is it, what, what happens? You're back in it. I love it. I love that. You're back in it, right? Well, where is it? Well, as soon as you say it's in it, then you're back in it. You go back to the cold, doesn't exist. Changing the channel. You're just changing the channel. You're changing our state of consciousness, really. So I think this whole idea, and I write about it in my screenplay, I think this whole idea of the yogic thing of sitting, watching your thoughts, I think this is an illusion, and I think this has been a problem for humanity for thousands of years, right? Because they're not thoughts. They are a state of consciousness. You know, you're jumping, like you say, you're going from channel to channel to channel to channel. You're jumping, boom, 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 boom. All on top of each other in the eternal now. It's like a hologram. So we're just going boom, 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 boom. And they're not thoughts. They are... They're, they're a state of consciousness. And I think I got trapped in that one, Adam, for about 30, 40 years this lifetime, thinking I was really um, progressing by just observing my thoughts. Yeah, I think that's great. They are states of consciousness. And they want people to believe that the mind is nothing or other states other than the meat that we're made out of is nothing. So... Oh, it's just a just a passing thought. It's nothing really. Thoughts don't have any power. Well, they do. And and you're something else besides the thought controls the thought. You go to that where the thought comes from, and then you can have every thought you want to and make them powerful because they do. When you think yeah, of make them for the what computer, you want, right? Make them for what you want. Even the computer I'm on, if you think about it, someone had a thought to make this thing. <laughs> it's how it's here. It's here because someone thought about it. Now, we can do it instantaneously, too, but we can do it the long way or the short way. Either way, when Adana was in the hospital for one year and nine months, uh, an image of Mother Mary came to him and said, you will be well, but not instantaneously. Oh. So it took him a year and nine months. But... He also knew that you could do it instantaneously, but it was a lesson for him to be in the hospital for a year and nine months for whatever reason. He met people, he became friends with his doctor, whatever, knew about MK Ultra. all of those the things thing. were part of the process. But you know, he could have, he knew you could get well instantaneously yeah. by that point. Well, you'd have to be, if there's only now, how could it be you're going to get well in the future? I mean, how is that even possible, you know? It's not <laughs> even possible. There is no future. So how are you going to get well a week from now? True. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't compute, right? It just It's like, yep. okay. You but know, they own the science. They know it can. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, how can you? I mean, how can you? If there's no future, how can you get How can well you get in well in the future? How, 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 the how can you? You know, another great argument for this whole Buddhist, Hindu, yogic idea of observing your thoughts like all these guys with the beards over there and that's what they talk about right that's what they talk about 
and you settle down and you know um, is that if these thoughts were not part of us how could you feel what they feel like if you wasn't part of you I mean how can you observe something without so a negative thought rolls through and it comes and goes as it does for people how did you feel it was negative if it wasn't part of you? I mean, how can you observe something if, without being in it? It's, I mean, if we observe something, it's part of us, right? It's, it's, we're, we're in it. It's a state of consciousness. And they all tell us that eternity is in the moment. Well, how can it be in the moment if it isn't now? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. My head exploded with that one. <clears throat> but isn't there something in science or quantum physics where they say we can't observe anything without affecting it? or Because we are it, right? We are it. I believe it's called Heisenberg's Principle. Heisenberg's yeah, we Principle. We cannot look at anything or think of anything. And what they don't realize is the unconscious when it thinks something we change it too so the thing is to change your conscious and your unconscious thoughts both and we can do that meditation gives us access to the unconscious to everything. mind right. Right. It, it, that's what I was going to say the, uh, the unconscious is everything we don't know and everything we do know yes yeah everything yeah so the unconscious mind must deliver some of these engrams or ideas we bought, we bought into over the years when we're in a state of meditation, contemplation, soul travel, whatever you want to call it. And that's when we realize, wow, I didn't, I didn't believe I, I believe, I don't know I believe that, you know? I don't know I believe that. Where did that come from? It's unconscious, but so it comes, and when it comes out, then we can let it go because we know that it's not us, right? Yeah, in, in religion, you can stop at all. You don't have to go to Allah. You can just stop at A-L-L. Oh, 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 I like that. Yeah, oh. Boy, another one that has been coming up for me the last few months in my soul travel is this idea, and I, I bet this is for most of us, that we don't think, I, don't, I didn't think I deserved. I don't think I deserved to be this aware or to be this happy or to be this cool not cool cool but you know to, to be this happy to be everything i don't think i deserve that you know come on all the dumb things patrick has done his whole lifetime come on how could i deserve that i think that happens to a lot of people do you definitely i know a, a, a classic example is my co-author of yes no maybe when I first met her, she was in a multi-marketing business where she was making a couple of hundred a month. When it went up to about three or four hundred, she decided to hang on to it because she was going to quit it. Well, one day I come back and she's making 10000 a month. And she said, I'm really disturbed. I don't know if I deserve this 10000 a month. Wow. Now she got over it because now she makes over 100000 a month easily. Easily. Wow. And... All of her family, each one makes over a thousand dollars a month, or a hundred thousand a month. Wow. Oh, her son, her daughter, and her in-laws. So it must so be just a, a lot of uh, programming uh, through media, movies, parents, schools, friends. You know, 
saying that we're bad and we don't deserve this and, you know, if you commit a sin, then you're bad. You know, the whole thing. Wow. Yep. They, they tell us it's the same thing. They want us to live in a little community while they live in mansions all over the borough. They can drive their cars any place. Uh, you think they're going to stop the gasoline car? It's only going to be for special people. Well, we can do that too. We are the people. Thomas Jefferson said, you want to glorify the individual and live your individual life, not your termite life or your ant life or your bee life. <laughs> you want to be a human life. Your termite life, yeah. The only thing I don't I don't really resonate with with the Declaration of Independence is all men are created equal. And I don't think that's necessarily true. We all come in with different baggage. So um, we all got our little pluses and minuses when we come in to physical reality. It's a fine point. Oh, yeah. But, you know. There are obviously differences, but... But it's, they, I think they call that equity is what you're looking oh, for. Equity. But ultimately, if we go to the level of blank, then we're equal at that point. When, of course. We're when, all souls. Right. We're all souls. Yeah. Exactly what Adonis said. Are you a man or a woman when you're asleep? And I mean, in Delta State, not dreaming, but when you're totally there. You're neither. You're anything you want to be at that point. It's the I am that I am. See, I am is this computer says I am a computer. I say I am a human. Uh, someone else says uh, I am a dog. I am a this. But I am that I am means that I can be any I am I choose. I am the I am principle to be. I am anything. I am anything. And I am and I am course, uh, Popeye the Sailor people, Man, right? I am this. <laughs> Popeye the Sailor yeah. Man. He ate spinach. He, I am that I am. <laughs> That's great. They say Popeye was his third eye, some people say. Some people say he had only one eye, but I don't know. I like the Popeye version. What a great what a great one. <clears throat> and he took olive oil to lube it. He took olive oil, that's right. There and was, then Bluto was the devil. <laughs> oh, is that is that the whole thing? Yeah. Neg- negative thoughts, supposedly. Yeah. That's one version. I don't know what Wimpy was. He ate hamburgers. He ate I hamburgers. liked Wimpy. <clears throat> I liked hamburgers. <laughs> Doodle, what's going on? Doodle says, I want to go pee. Well, we're going. <laughs> must be that time. <laughs> yeah, she can, must be time. And Doodle says, hey, dude, I've been sitting here for four hours or whatever. You want to go pee, sweetie? Well, Adam, we had a good time this morning. What a trip, huh? We did. Man, really. We did. Great stuff. <laughs> so did you, you're having a trouble with um, your blog thing, something, did you say? Oh, yeah, I was saying, uh, if you go to the top blog, right. you know, there's two places to get in it. It's the last one is Animal Communication, written December 17th. If you go to the other one, it keeps right up to date. Uh, it's up to, I think I wrote a blog two oh. uh, days so ago. See. And by the way, two blogs back, I have one about the Rosa Corey phenomena, about things I found in the paper to okay. validate what she's saying. Uh, two one back. The other one happens to be Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> well, I just clicked the on the one. top right square. And that takes me to um, February fifth, so that's good, right? So wow, so you so you're getting it. It's weird that I can't get it in my computer, and that uh, vibrant gal can't. Well, what's either. up with that? So, oh, you mean so the top it, it, square item blog? You're saying you're not getting up to date ones on that? Yeah, but but the other one I get fine. But as long as other people are getting it, I won't worry. Well, where's about the it. other one? Where's the other atom? It, it has the green face. No, that's the, the one I'm clicking on. 
Oh, yeah, that's new. It's the one where you go to the top on the line and it says blog. Okay, let me do that. I used to be able to get in there and now okay, I go I, in. I'm sure bank. that can be repaired easily. Adam's blog. Yeah. Um, on the top, blogs. Yep. Oh, see, if, see, did uh, I get... No, that's, that's February 5th, too. Okay, then yours is working fine. Hmm. I haven't checked mine today. Maybe it's fixed. So anyway. <laughs> I see. And you put those up every every two, three days, right? I, I, I think last month I only did three or four, which is behind schedule because we've uh, been busy with flooding and yeah. floods and 14 inches of rain in the back patio and this and that and all kinds of things. But kinds I'm back on up to speed again. <clears throat> and all kinds of... I, I think I put two up this month already and about to write another one. Okay, folks, don't look at the title here because we want you to go to solartiming.com, not suns, solartiming.com, and tell folks about all of your books that they can buy. Well, there's a variety of it, something for everyone. A, a big, uh, I focus a lot on the mind, but also on solar eating. We have books on solar timing. We have books on individual minerals, on iodine and magnesium and copper and other things, and various things. Uh, a biography of Adonald Lay for someone mm -hmm. who wants to know about his stay in the hospital and other things about him and what an unusual person he was. And uh, diaries of my time in his school is also for sale. I have slang di a slang dictionary, and my latest one, uh, woke words, woke words for a wicked for a for a, a whack world, is about the terms that they're foisting us now. Some of them comical, you know, like uh, like a China Joe and uh, right. and different names for different people. So. If somebody was interested in the last hour or so when we talk about all this spiritual soul, mind, body stuff, what would be your recommendation to get a book there on solar timing that would be good for this stuff? Well, if they want a paperback to hold in their hand, that would be Yes, No, Maybe, Chronobiotic Nutrition. Right. And otherwise, SunSync uh, Sun uh, Nutrition Simplified is a, is a e-version of it. And we have a second one called When the Sun Sneezes, the Earth Catches a Cold. And we also have a huge food list about everything on the planet. I wrote it before Shilajit was popular, so you won't find that in there and a couple other foods. But otherwise, it's got just about every food, homeopathic remedy, medicine, uh, uh, herb, and food, and its growth zones and everything. It's cool. a very, very long list. And then uh, on the mind, which one would you recommend if somebody wants to dig into the mind? Mind hacking, do you think? Mind hacking, if you want to do it yourself, because mind okay. hacking is so easy to just turn a person's feet and read their mind better than any mind detector or lie detector can on the planet. And you can do it yourself and it's easy to learn. You don't have to go to school for three or four years to learn it. All you have to do is, the best way to learn it, go to a party, tell someone to lie down on the carpet, turn their feet and ask them questions. I guarantee everybody will be lining up. And that's how you learn because once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. It's like, you ever see the FedEx truck? It has a big arrow in it, and mm -hmm. no one sees it, but once someone points it out, you can't unsee it again. So when you, Same thing when with you, mind when, when people lie down and you ask them questions, you can actually, and you're holding your feet, you can actually feel the left or the right foot 
doing something. There's no way the person can answer it without it affecting it? If they have a trauma with it. They have no trauma. It won't happen. Oh, I so see. I found it out accidentally. I'm turning my friend Brad Gillen's feet like this, and he said something about a, a girl he met in Germany, and his right foot jumped. <laughs> and I remember thinking, it couldn't be this easy, could it? So I said, uh, what did you say? And I kept turning his feet. And he said, I met this girl. Boom, it jumped on the right side. I'm using the left. I guess I'm watching myself in the mirror here. Uh, but anyway, then I thought, could it be this easy? And then I just, everybody that came, I started turning their feet and found out that their traumas show exact traumas. So I didn't have to speculate. Hmm, that sounds like your mother. Nope. According to your body, it says it's your father or it's your boyfriend. Oh, I see. You keep asking it questions and you get a yes, no with the legs. No? Exactly. And now people ask me, well, what kind of questions you ask? Anything. Anything. I mean, you just say, uh, what do you think about a blue sky? What do you think about, uh, have you ever been married? Uh, uh, Have you ever had a child? Have you ever hung out with kids? Uh, Do you have a brother? Do you have a sister? And then they jump or they don't jump. So if you ask about your brother and it jumps, then you know, aha, you got a problem with your brother. And then you can work on it. And the person may not even know they have the problem with the brother. They might think it's with their sister or their mother or their father. And meanwhile, it was the brother all the time. So through kinesiology, it kind of jumps when there's some juice there, when there's something to dig into, the idea. Yeah. And the difference between kinesiology, you're measuring a weakness. This way, the signal's coming to you. It's a jump. You distinctly feel it coming to you. So you don't have to have a certain technique. Some say, do it lightly, do it hard, do it this way, do it that way with this. They send the signal to you. So all you have to do is feel the signal. That's why it's it's so exceptionally easy. And once you feel it, until you feel it, you're not going to get it. But with my, uh, I had a friend one time, and she said, "You're the one that says the left is on the uh, is the male, right. and the right's the female. Everybody else says the difference." And I knew her husband had a mother trauma, so I said, "You hold his feet, and I'm going to ask him a question." Okay, so she held his feet. I said, "How's your mother doing?" And she said, uh, "His right foot jumped." I said, "Is his mother a man or a woman?" <laughs> and of course. There it was, but he had this trauma with his mother. Now you can work it out, but you have to know what it is before you can work it out. Yeah, that's how you find it. Yeah, because you you're one of the few people. Most people think that the right side is the male, right? Most people. That's what she did, and yet in Chinese face reading, the left is here and the right is here because it's the front of the body, and in American Indian sclerology, it's that way, and in the very ancient Vedas, it was that way too. Really? Only in American <laughs> psychology, polarity therapy, and some other things that they have got it reversed. Part of the confusion is the front works that way, and the back is in reverse, but when you're reading the feet, you're reading the back of the body, which reverses it, making it the way I'm t- telling you it is. It gets a little complicated to explain, but all you have to know is when you, when the right foot jumps, it's a female, and when the left foot jumps, it's a male. But the, our right side of our body is the female side, all right? Correct. Yes, when you get the motor motions coming from the back of the body, even though it's you're feeling it in the front. But if you do an injury, say a person says, I, ha- I got a wound on my right front, then it would be a female. But if it was on the 
the right back, it would be a male. But the feet always measure the back of the body in reverse. So again, the, again, the explanation is more confusing than actually oh, if you just think. Yeah, the feet are doing the right back down. of the body in reverse, which would mean the right foot is, is female. Yeah, because that's where our motor movements come. Hmm. Our, our hypnotizing, you can hypnotize a chicken by rubbing its belly. You can't hypnotize it by rubbing its back. All our motor movement, movements come from the back. So when I'm when a foot moves, I know it came from the back. So it comes from the male on the, uh, 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 I mean, on the female on the left back to the front. But I read the female on the right foot. That's where a lot of the confusion is. So the, your book on SolarTiming.com, Mind Hacking for the Millions or something like that? Uh, people Mind Hacking explains that. Pe- people can learn how to do this and, and, and play with uh, the people in their family and help them to figure stuff out. I give uh, pages and pages of examples. In fact, to <clears throat> make it clear, in the latest edition I did uh, last year or whenever, I added 51 appendixes <laughs> to more <laughs> stories so you can get the idea of how it works. Of how it works. <laughs> and what, if you read this book and you read it over and then put it into practice, because you, until you feel it jump, like I did with my friend Brad, when his foot jumped, I remember thinking, could it be this easy? It, it just didn't appeal, it occur to me that anything could be that simple. Yeah. And once I found it, my whole way of working on people changed completely at that point. Then I just started mind hacking hacking. automatically after my friend Brad. It's not illegal to hack somebody's mind. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, I ask when I do that, I I ask always get permission. I say, you know, I'm basically reading your unconscious at this point. If you don't want the unconscious, I'll do some uh, meridian testing and reflexology and stuff, and we'll forget about it. Most people love, yeah, I, I want to know where my trauma is coming from. But I, I do tell them what I'm doing and that the power of it. All right, Mr. B, what a great show. We jam-packed with so much stuff. Oh, my goodness. You guys have fun. Uh, you're going to have power on Wednesday? Or are they going to take it off again Wednesday? Or are you still on the I think we're clear this ah, week so far. Knock on wood. Good to know that California has enough power for everybody. You know, we yeah, for now <laughs> they're working on taking it away. We were out about uh, yeah, we were out about fourteen, fifteen. I don't know how long, twelve, fourteen hours, Wednesday or Thursday this past week. So I don't yeah, know. we kind of followed you that you had that notice that you didn't yeah. know whether you were. We off had no air, idea, obviously. and we didn't have the internet for three days and. Man, it was great. I, I really enjoyed not going on the internet for three days. It was, it was pretty cool. I got, a lot, I got a lot of work done on my screenwriting. All right, kiddo, I love you. I love to bribe and gal. We'll see you soon, okay? Love you too. Okay, may, may the blessings be. By Adam Bergstrom, Yes, No, Maybe, and uh, um, SolarTiming.com is where you get all his books. Now, I don't know why I lost... Um, I don't know why I lost his... I'll find it. I want to pull up his little slide so we have it at the end of the, the video. Somehow these things happen. How is it possible? Somehow these things happen. I'll find it. So, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, it was jam-packed. Some really good things. Uh, a lot of really fun spiritual ideas that we, we talked about. And all kinds of things. So, I'm going to see you tomorrow. And it'll be fun because we're going to talk to Robert Ritzman. 
he's been looking at um, all things kind of uh, legal, not so legal, words of art, admiralty law, maritime law, the courts, common law, all kinds of geeky kind of ideas so you can understand how this matrix called the United States is built. And maybe if we better understand it, we can stay out of trouble in the coming years if folks try to make us do stuff we don't want to do. So that'll be tomorrow. That's coming up at noon. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock, Dr. Thomas Levy, who is a cardiologist guy. We're going to talk about what's going on with these injections, try to understand it, how this all works. Um, Fred Dashevsky on Wednesday, The Real World of Money, and then we'll be here on Wednesday around noon to have our regular Wednesday get-together. So thanks for hanging in with us with all the uh, freeze-pocalypse we had over this past last week. It was crazy. No internet, no power. It's just nuts. So thanks for your support. If you need something in the way of uh, cool things like we advertise, please come on our website and see what you might. Uh, we have a lot of great, a lot of great uh, uh, affiliate people that we work with. Some of the best saunas and hydrogen and uh, Sir Thrival and Shen Blossom and Blue Shield and BioAge and X3, all kinds of stuff. Blue Shield. So I love you all. We'll see you tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed the show with Adam. I sure had a good time. I love you. Take care of yourself. Let me know if I can help. My email is always, you know, I'm in, I'm around email a lot. Patrick at One Radio network.com. May the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com.